0: Good morning, everyone. This is JB with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky, nestled in the tall timbers of Colorado. Thank you for joining us. It is Wednesday, August the 2nd, 2023, time for World Events Update. And uh, always really enjoy talking to Randy. I know you enjoy our discussions uh, as well. And I can't wait to bring him on here. Uh, in a moment as we kind of get our weekly update on current events, geopolitical events, uh, issues related to Russia, Ukraine, uh, the central bank digital currencies, uh, just all kinds of things that are uh, happening and how they might relate to end times Bible prophecy. And so uh, before we get started, just one quick verse from Proverbs chapter 2, just a reminder as well. Uh, for our listeners. The Proverbs 2 verse 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. I don't want our listeners ever to ever forget that the Word of God is the only standard for our beliefs, attitudes, and practices. He's given us everything we need in His Word for life and godliness, and His Word also talks about uh, wise counsel and Learning from the rebukes of life and seeking counsel, and so I got a, a very uh, you know helpful email from someone recently that was. Uh, a little taken aback at some of the advice that I had given in a recent podcast. I think it was in uh, uh, episode four of Dr. Hickson Answers Your Questions, and the advice had to do with uh, this the digital ID that's coming and the digital currency and so forth. And as you know, I've been saying for almost a year now, a little over a year, uh, that that's something to avoid. And this person was uh, you know, suggesting that you know, the, since the Bible doesn't really address that, uh, should I really be uh, talking about that? And uh, it was a gracious email, but I explained to the person, and I want to explain to the broader audience that uh, obviously. Uh, there are certain things that the Bible is clear on. These are moral absolutes. These are clear teaching, the clear teaching of Scripture that, uh, you know, I I present as the Lord lays it on my heart and as I speak at church and at conferences and colleges and so forth. But then there's also just general advice that comes from my own studied opinion and my own experience. Uh, Obviously, my advice is just that. It's not infallible. It's not guaranteed to be right. It's just my suggestion, and you should uh, do your own research and uh, take it or leave it. Uh, It's not something that's a moral issue. I've mentioned many times that taking the digital ID is not a moral issue um, uh, for believers in the present age. Uh, It is not the mark of the beast. It might be the technological precursor to the mark of the beast, but it is not in and of itself the mark of the beast. Uh, We won't be here when that's rolled out during the tribulation period. Uh, So I do feel very strongly. About it, but uh, you know, obviously, I respect those who might disagree. And so, as we go through, uh, Randy and I, these uh, types of uh, events, and give you our thoughts and uh, co- you know commentary on them, uh, and also with our Saturday uh, preparedness series that we're currently doing, that limited series, uh, just remember that this is our you know reasoned, studied opinion. Uh, we're not perfect; we might not you know be right. You should you know, study it for yourself, and your individual circumstances might lead you to a different decision about some of the things that we talk about. So I uh, just wanted to kind of clarify that. I think most listeners understand that, that uh, we're we're kind of giving you biblically-based uh, counsel and biblically-based suggestions, but uh, uh, there's certainly—we're not claiming to have some prophetic voice from God where you must do what we suggest or you're, you know, in trouble, nothing like that. Uh, at all. And and so it's, you know, again, back to Proverbs 2, 6, it's the Lord ultimately who gives wisdom, and from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. And that's why uh, I really believe now more than ever before, God's people need to be in the Word of God. Now is not the time to saturate yourself with a thousand voices from a thousand podcasters who are out there bemoaning the state of affairs and crying that the sky is falling. The sky may be falling, but if it is, that's all the more reason for us uh, to stay rooted in uh, the Word of God, to study the Word of God and let it nourish us and encourage us. And so I want you to know that at Not By Works Ministries, uh, you know, we do believe in the sufficiency of Scripture and the value of God's Word. I'm in the Word of God hours each day because I have so many different things I'm working on and preparing right now. It's it, My focus has been almost... Exclusively on the forthcoming book, but every week I prepare messages at Plum Creek Chapel. I prepare for Prophecy Night. I prepare for other podcasts. Many of those are focused on biblical passages. And so, uh, you know, I know that the Word of God has an impact on my life. I've seen it through the years. When I find myself in brief seasons where, for whatever reason, I'm not in the Word of God, busyness, travel, distractions, Uh, You know, there are times in my life where I suddenly kind of wake up and I go, wow, I haven't really been in the Bible for three days. And I can tell. I mean, it just affects my thinking. It affects my encouragement. it, it, It just affects my overall outlook and attitude. So stay in the Word of God. You know, stay in the Word of God. Be firmly rooted in the Word. And that will help you with discernment. On Sunday at Plum Creek, as we continue our study through Nehemiah, I'm going to be uh, talking about discernment and five keys for discernment as we look at uh, chapter six in uh, the book of Nehemiah. So uh, that's another reason this was kind of on my heart as I've been thinking about that this week. But uh, just wanted you to kind of have that nuance. you know, we we love our listeners. We want to help our listeners. I know Randy's heart, uh, he's a dear brother and he really wants to encourage people. I know he'll say the same thing here in a moment. but we also readily acknowledge our frailties. And that's why we lean heavily on the Word of God. Um, before I get to Randy, let me just mention: as we uh, reach the midpoint of the week, we've had a couple of great uh, podcasts already this week. Monday was Doctor Hickson answers your questions, episode four. Tuesday morning, I had David Fiorazzo on the program, and we talked about the scandal on of the cross. That was yesterday. I hope you have a chance to listen to that. I always love talking with uh, with David. Last night, another uh, great uh, prophecy night at Plum Creek Chapel. We talked about how the stage is being set astronomically and looked at a number of passages of Scripture that indicate the closer we get uh, to the end times, the more cosmic disturbances and celestial phenomena we will see, and we gave uh, several examples of that. Uh, tomorrow, I've got Leo Homan on, and uh, really looking forward to our conversation with him. Uh, we're going to be talking about Russia's role in the coming New World Order. And uh, you know, there are lots of opinions about that, lots of misinformation, disinformation. You know, I know through the years I've I've even modified my understanding of what I what role Russia will play, But make no doubt uh, there will be, uh, a key role for Russia to play. It comes right out of Ezekiel 38 and 39, but Leo really has his finger on the pulse of all of that, and he can kind of give us his expertise on what's happening over there in Russia. Are we are we poking the bear? Are we, you know, fomenting war? What's really going on? Uh, Friday is uh, part two of Parables of the Kingdom with Lucas Doremus. And Saturday, of course, is our third installment of our preparedness series that Randy and I are doing, and we're going to talk about how to prepare for an economic collapse. So as a, uh, uh, you know, sort of setting the stage uh, for Randy, uh, I want to mention an article that came out this morning that I thought was outstanding. It's written by Michael Snyder, and it gives uh, 10 signs that we really are living in apocalyptic times. Remember, that word apocalyptic comes from the Greek word apokalupsis, which is translated revelation. So the last book of the Bible is the apocalypse. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so when we talk about apocalyptic times, we mean times that are uh, indicating the, the soon coming of our Lord. Uh, and just listen to these real quick, and I'll, I'll then I'll throw it to Randy, and he can kind of uh, interact with this if you'd like, or kind of go through some of the things that he has, because I know many of these are kind of resonate with all of the news items that he typically brings up so 10 reasons that we're really living in apocalyptic times first of all number one leaders all over the world seem to be catching war fever i mean the biden administration uh, just uh you know poked the bear so to speak with china and made military conflict with them even more likely by announcing a 345 million dollar weapons package for taiwan number two both sides just continue to escalate the war in ukraine and it's going on and on and on. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Russians are openly warning that they could potentially use nuclear weapons. Randy's talked about that multiple times. They they keep saying, hey, don't cross this line. And if you do, we're going to launch nukes. Number three, according to the United Nations, 2.4 billion people already do not have enough food to eat. And now that the Black Sea grain deal has broken down and in India, uh, has placed severe restrictions on rice exports. Uh, we're going to see um, even more global uh, increase in food prices and problems with food. Number four, pestilences are raging all over the globe. Old diseases are now making a stunning comeback. I saw something in the news just yesterday about leprosy, if you can imagine such a thing in the United States, uh, you know having an outbreak uh, you know uh, in uh, I think that was in Florida. Uh, how about number five? Global weather patterns have gone completely nuts. Phoenix, where my daughter lives or goes to school, she's home for the summer, headed back here in a week or two. But uh, Phoenix just had a streak where the high temperature, the high temperature reached at least 110 degrees for 31 straight days. Unreal. I've talked a lot about uh, the weather, warfare and how they're manipulating the weather and just like mad scientists spraying whatever they want in the midst of the sky just you know trying to say hey let's see what this will do what happens if we do this you know Uh, number six another sign that we're living in apocalyptic uh, times number six is uh let's see men (laughs) men are getting pregnant and giving birth to babies now if that's not a sign of a mixed-up world and the end of the age. I don't know what is. A 22-year-old transgender man gave birth to twins after going through six rounds of artificial insemination in a bid to get uh, pregnant. Uh, Number seven, technology continues to increase at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking. Uh, In fact, it's being reported that scientists have developed a breakthrough treatment which appears to annihilate all solid tumors. And uh, my technologist friend Shane and I have talked a lot about Uh, the snowballing nature of of technology. That was a podcast from last week. Number eight, scientists are bringing ancient species back to life. For instance, uh, one team of researchers was recently able to reanimate worms that had been frozen for thousands of years. Number nine, deaths from heart attacks have been surging dramatically in every age group in the United States. Now, we know that Part of that is the, the death shot, you know, the uh, you know, gene-altering bioinjection that was came out of the uh, scandemic. Um, but uh, nevertheless, it's a statistic that is very foreboding and is baffling. It shouldn't, but it's baffling a lot of doctors and researchers, uh, particularly heart attacks associated uh, and the deaths that come from it in the 25 to 44 year old range, they're up 30%. I mean, this is like statistically off the charts. Uh, This is way more than a blip. And finally, our soil and water number 10 are already heavily saturated with microplastics and other nanoparticles, and it's getting exponentially worse. So it seems like, Randy, the whole earth is just falling apart. You know, you've got solar flares. You've got all of these other indications. I think that's a pretty good list that indicates these are, in fact, apocalyptic times. Uh, what do you think, brother?
1: Well, I tell you what. I read that same thing that you uh, just got done going over, and I'm going, wow. If that doesn't sound like we're in trouble, but then I remember President Biden's in charge, and
0: everything's okay. Right? <laughs> well, that is comforting, isn't it? I think, it I think is, I mean, Proverbs, it <laughs> Proverbs says confidence in an unfaithful man is like a bad tooth or a foot out of joint. and <laughs> I think about that often when I think about our president.
1: Yeah, I, you know, as always, there's so much stuff to cover. And it's like we have so little time. So we're going to blow through this. And it, it seems like everybody now has my email. So we won't go over that again, because they seem to find me if they have questions. I got a really different question the other day. I'm gonna start with that so everybody knows what's going on. This question was, if we have a drone, does it have to be licensed? Yes, it does. You can license it as a commercial drone or for recreational use, but it must be licensed. You will take a test. You will give them all the serial numbers and stuff. But the unequivocal answer to that is yes. You can look it up. It's part 107. Uh, For the commercial and the um, recreational uses, uh, uh, what is it called? It's um, some data thing, 44809, but that'll answer all your questions. And um, it's pretty specific and easy to read, so you'll be able to go with that. All right. So this morning, I get up, and as usual, it changes about half the stuff that I want to go over. But we'll go over some of this anyway, because some of it is really important. Um, we've mentioned that fuel prices are going up, and that's going to be going up markedly here in the next couple of weeks because the crude oil inventory fell by another 17 million barrels last week. Now, 17 million barrels doesn't sound like a lot, but then when Biden is trying to buy a little bit for the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, Saudi Arabia and Russia have again cut their uh, production, It's going to be a real problem. So if you're going to do any trips, I think I'd do them right now because, you know, gasoline goes up another buck a dollar or another buck a gallon. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. The uh, Federal Reserve Mm. yesterday said they are nine hundred and ten billion dollars in the hole. Now, this is the agency that supposedly is backing the banks and taking care of business for us. But they found out they've only got forty two billion in capital. And they've got another $910 billion in losses that they don't have money for. So they decided all of a sudden we need to let out bids for another trillion dollars in securities. Now, I don't think they've uh, got the securities they needed for the debt limit raising a month ago or whatever. So I don't know who's going to be buying these, but don't be surprised if Treasury ends up buying them back themselves which makes our dollar worth that much less. Now, one thing I wanted to, I've had a couple of questions, and one thing I wanna make clear to people. When Yellen or Biden or anybody else threaten to cut Social Security first if the budget cannot be met, understand Social Security comes from the Social Security Trust Fund. This is completely different than the US budget. They have nothing to do with each other. So if they cut the Social Security funds, the money they save will not go back into the general fund. It is not part of that. So if they say, well, we've got to save on the budget, and they bring this up, they're blatantly lying to you. These are two separate, completely different things. And so it's a scare tactic, and they are not related in any way. Now, they may do it, but just understand they're lying to you again, which we've pretty much come to uh, understand will be status quo from now on. Um, Poor Mr. Trump. He was indicted again yesterday. This is, what, his third time, I think. So you can obviously see they really don't want him to be president. And, um, you know, sooner or later, they're going to get lucky and make some of this stick. Um, Watch that for the future because he still plans on running. Uh, I don't know with what money he'll run with but
0: yeah or or they do want him to be president they being the luciferians we don't really know but
1: that I mean, could be is, yes. it,
0: there is a inverse correlation between the number of times he gets indicted and and by the way in terms of the number of charges and crimes i mean i think we're over 50 or 60 now formal charges because one of his indictments had what was it 17 or 20 or something. I don't know. Anyway, there's an inverse correlation. The more he gets arrested and indicted, the more popular he gets. And uh, so I don't really know what's going on. I I really, I think about it a lot. I I try to analyze it and run it through the grid of the Luciferian conspiracy and all I know about how they work. Um, It's too early to tell whether they are trying to sideline him or prop him up. Um, but we'll know the closer we get to 2024 if we're still here, uh, and it's there's there are scenarios out there, and I've talked to other uh, experts on the Luciferian Conspiracy about it, according to which he becomes president in 2024, and they use him again. Uh, you remember my theory, as I describe in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, is not that he's a top-tier Luciferian. He's not, but he is a pawn in the game, and he was very useful to them uh, in the rollout of the pre-planned pandemic, which they had targeted for this time frame of 22 years in advance, and they needed him in there as their point person uh, on it, uh, and especially with Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine. So Uh, They may have another useful cause for him, Uh, and uh, you know it doesn't even mean he knows that he's a pawn in the game. He may not. And and by the way, it doesn't mean that he's wrong about everything. I mean, a lot of what he says resonates with conservatives. I I get that, but people need to understand. As I've repeatedly reminded you, uh, we don't have elections; we have selections. So it's not a question of who's electable, who will win. Is it Desantis? Is it this person? Is it that person? It's who do they want? in the driver's seat for the next phase of the New World Order plan. Uh, And we know from their own writings that they're targeting the mid-2020s to roll it out. It doesn't mean it's going to happen because God's in control. But if God at some point finally decides to remove His, uh, you know, uh, withholding of this plan and let them move forward to the rise of the Antichrist, Then this could be it. And and that's certainly what they're striving for. So it's going to be really fascinating to see how things play out as we get into the election uh, year. Uh, But I wouldn't discount Trump. I don't see this as a two-dimensional play where liberals and progressives are trying to keep Trump from being elected and conservatives are being, you know, dealt a raw deal. No, no, it's much higher than that, much more complex than that. It's all theater. It's all a game being played out on a grand stage. And uh, we will know more the closer we get.
1: I think what's really fascinating is every time they bring up a new bombshell about Joe Biden, something comes up about Trump. Yeah. You know, Biden, you know, the guy is senile. He's obviously a crook. I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. And then with Devon Archer coming out, confirming that Biden lied about his conversations with his son, that he was present 20 times when his son was talking to foreign dignitaries. uh, If we prosecute Trump, let's just put Biden in another chair right there. And then we can start down the line and we can finally get this mess taken care of. I mean, Biden obviously cannot handle the job. I don't know if Trump would be any better if he came back in there. I, you know, like you said, it's a selection more than an election. But the problem is, Hunter is obviously uh as slimy as they get. Joe Biden really has no control over anything anymore. I mean, his people are basically handling him. They don't even want him in public. Um he spends most of his day eating ice cream, diaper changes, or sleeping. And he does very little for the United States. So I think there needs to be an investigation. This needs to be put to rest. But let's face it. I don't think any of them are ever going to be convicted. And I don't believe that any of them are really ever going to change their ways. It just goes on and on and on. And that is Washington, D.C. as we know it.
0: Yeah, it really is. And there's certainly no shortage of crimes. I mean, every high-level politician is guilty of multiple felonies. Uh, Not, you know, we don't even have to talk about the child sex trafficking and all those things, which is pervasive. I mean, I'm just talking about financial dealings and, uh, you know, shorting the market and uh, insider trading and just you know they they're just when you get to that level of power especially when when as i believe and have t- documented in my books they are controlled by a higher authority the luciferians uh there's you know the, the law doesn't apply to them right uh one yeah, of the quotes exactly I, one of the quotes that i give in my book i can't remember who said it i wish i could had a better memory the older i get my memory's not as sharp but some famous politician said you know, the illegal we do immediately, the unconstitutional takes a little more time, you know. And so that's kind of what they what their M.O. is. But uh, are you going to talk today at all about the Mitch McConnell episode? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. H- you good.
1: mean his brain freeze?
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just think that's a uh, really, really interesting because it's similar to what we've seen with with Biden. And uh, I I don't know what to make of it. i will be curious to see your thoughts. Well, it used to be that I thought there was justice in this country. Now, that's been
1: about 30 years ago. But when the Department of Justice is trying to get this uh, Devon Archer into prison before Congress can talk to him, it's like, why would you do that? Why not hear what he has to say? Let's get the facts and then do whatever you want to. But again, everybody is in on it. Everybody's taking part in it. And there is no government agency in this country that I would trust. Now, since you brought up the brain freeze, let's go over this.
0: Real quick uh, for our listeners, remind them who Devin Archer is, uh, obviously connected to Hunter Biden.
1: He was supposedly a business partner and he is one of those that was in the know and was there and present when all of this took place. And they have been trying to get this guy to disappear, keep him out of the limelight for a couple of years, actually. But they actually got him before Congress
0: the other day. They shut the doors and had quite the conversation, I guess. Yeah, they'll now, probably end up arcansiting him, you know. <laughs> where he where he where he's where he's found dead with both his hands tied behind his back, three bullets in his head, two in his stomach, and they call it a suicide, you know. And it's a suicide.
1: Well, you know, that seems to be very popular in Washington. I don't know why they wouldn't. But talking about the brain freeze, okay, we have Nancy Pelosi, we have Mitch McConnell. We have Mr. Biden, and then let's see. We had one more that had the same problem. Well, Feinstein, 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 yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, they're all getting to the place where they have the. They're standing in front of the public, and all of a sudden they go blank. Now, then they re- recall their faculties and they go on. But now, when there are four of them that are elderly. Doing this and makes you wonder. All right, we have talked about the COVID injections, the graphene oxide, and all of that before, and how they were supposedly lining that up for the brain control with Neuralink, et cetera. Now, my question is all of these individuals took the COVID shot. All right, so are we seeing manifestations of what was actually in the COVID shot with the graphene oxide and the 5G? Or is something more nefarious going on? Do these individuals have a brain implant? I mean, you have to wonder, the chance of having four people like that having a mini stroke at the same time or roughly the same time, very doubtful. So when I look at Biden, he looks like he is not in command of his faculties most of the time. Mitch McConnell, he just spaced out and all of a sudden then he's back. Pelosi's done the same thing. Feinstein tries to start a speech during a vote in the um, Congress. And it's like, okay, somebody needs to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I think there's probably some mind control going on. I really do because we see how far Neuralink and the rest of them have gone. We wonder about all of these because, you know, they're all liberals. They're all of the same mindset. And it's going to be really interesting to watch these over the next few months because none of them want to retire. They know they have problems. The world knows they have problems, but they want to stay in there. Why do you want to stay in there when you're having cognitive difficulties like that? It makes no sense to me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, yeah I I agree with everything you just said. I mean, it's it'd be one thing if it was one person or two. I mean, there are, you know, coincidences, right? You know, uh, I mean, I don't believe in coincidences from a theological perspective, but, uh, you know, sometimes things happen. But you start getting three, four, all within a close proximity of time, all within a small subset of leading, you know, top-tier U.S. politicians. And it's certainly, you know, fair to then start asking questions. Um, You know, I think uh, mind control is a very plausible Possibility, because we know that they've been working on that forever. I've, I've talked about that with um, MK Ultra and several other uh, CIA operations, um, and and they still do it. They do it all the time. They do it on foreign adversaries, and there's all kinds of ways they can do it. They can do it chemically. They can do it psychologically. They can do, uh, you know, any you know any type of uh, uh, m- multiple ways that they can sort of get people to to be programmed in that regard. But also, as we read at the outset of the program you know, the, the a high number of incidences off the charts, actually, of heart problems. You know, could this have been some type of stroke or, uh, you know, cardiac event? Um, I mean, you just, you just don't know, uh, you know, if they took the vaccine. Now, I've contended, and we actually have some evidence of this uh, all along, that the top-level uh, executives did not take the vaccine, that those that did so on TV... Uh, when it first rolled out, remember, they were Good Morning America and all the news shows and the evening shows were showing live shots of key people like Trump and Pence and others taking the shot and Fauci. Um, I've contended all along that that was either a placebo or a fake needle. Um, we actually know in the case of Fauci, there's very strong evidence, video evidence that he did not actually get the real shot because remember, he he took the shot live on television Couple hours later, later that day, he was on another talk show, and uh, they asked him, you know, how's your arm feeling? And he grabs the wrong arm, the one that did not get the shot, and he goes, "Yeah, it's still kind of sore." And he starts rubbing it and acting like, you know, so, you know, you can't tell me he forgot which arm got had a shot a couple hours earlier. Uh, Clearly, he just, you know, he was he he messed up. He made a mistake. So I think um, that it's hard for me to believe that this could be the graphene oxide. But anything's possible. They may have, you know, given some people the placebo and others the real thing. And we know that not all batches of the various manufacturers were tainted. Some of them were harmless. That's the reason not everybody drops dead who took got the vaccine, but some do. So uh, but something fishy is going on, and like you, I think it's it's worth, you know, investigating.
1: Well, you know, we don't want to go to the twilight zone. We're surmising what might have went on. But let's face it, with AI as advanced <clears throat> as we know it is, so we know it's more advanced than what we're knowing, showing. Um, we also look at robotics. I mean, it makes you wonder just exactly who we're talking to and who we're watching when these people are on TV. I mean, Biden lately has just went down the deep end. I mean, he's going after funding in schools that have hunting or archery uh, classes. I mean, does that make sense to anybody? Um, He wants to make cuts on um, chlorohydrocarbons, fluorocarbons that we use for air conditioning. He thinks it's causing a big pollution problem. So the rules they're putting putting into effect are gonna cost us each $200 more every time we add refrigerant to our AC system. Now, are these really the pressing matters of the world right now?
0: Yeah, and the hypocrisy of the whole green movement and the the climate change uh, hoax. I mean, you know, in heat waves like what we're experiencing right now, everybody's told to stop using your AC or lower your usage to prevent overwhelming the electric grid. And yet, at the same time, they're out there telling us to trade in our cars for electric cars. Uh, I mean, well, if the grid is so overwhelmed right now that it can't even allow me to cool my house, how in the world is it going to charge up all these cars? And 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 what do you do when you're on a trip, and and you and you run out of power on your electric car? You can't go to the nearest gas station and, and fill up on battery, so to speak. You know, you can't take a container and walk five miles and can you give me some battery charge it just doesn't work that way i mean the whole thing is completely about control and and they can control your usage of electricity because it has to have a central hub they cannot control your usage of gasoline if you have a supply of gasoline if you have a five gallon you know gas can uh they don't know whether you're using it or not so it's all it never has been about saving the planet it's all about control
1: well, and it's not even about common sense. I mean, mm-hmm. an electric vehicle, can you imagine going across Death Valley right now when it's 115 degrees on one battery charge? If that battery runs out because you use the AC, what are you going to do? Walk to the nearest station? Yeah. It, make, it makes no sense. Uh, common sense has left
0: Washington. Yeah.
1: There is no doubt about
0: it. Yeah. Someone said common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never have it, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard that one before. I, I like that. One. So anyway, getting
1: into the more serious stuff, uh, we now have malaria and we have leprosy in Florida. Definitely, be the place I'd want to go right now, especially with hurricanes, storms forming off into the uh, east of there. Um, the lab that they found that was run by the Chinese in Reedley, California. They had hundreds of mice and rats they were experimenting on. Everything from hepatitis, HIV, everything else. Now, if that was an isolated instance, that would be bad enough. Supposedly, there are up to another 300 labs in the United States and 50 in Canada. So just think of the major cities. It's nice and hot. They have lots of rats and mice. You know, go ahead and infect thousands of these animals with that. They go out, they bite your pets, they bite you, they, um, you know, leave droppings in your food. Um, anybody that thinks China is our friend needs, like I've said before, change the medications now while you can get them. <laughs> because the Chinese have more things going on, which we'll get into in a couple minutes. minutes. Um, Russia, Ukraine, that's an obvious war. It's a kinetic war. The Chinese are much more subtle, much more daring, and much more scary in what they're doing. Um, Good news, before I get on to the rest of China, if you're getting a passport to go to Europe, in 2024, you will now need to have a visa to go to the country you're planning on on going to. So when you apply for your passport, get your visa also, because that is now law. And you will have to have. So yeah, okay,
0: that real okay. quick, that's significant, because, uh, again, the trend is toward uh, a globalist system and you know, that means they're going to break down alliances and they want everything to be under one central uh, control, I, i.e. the global ID card. And so uh, it's a it's a baby step, but it's a pretty big one. And, um, you know, I, I don't do a lot of international travel, but we have done some and we have our whole family has passports. It's a good idea, by the way, to have a passport because depending on what happens, you know, you might need in a certain occasion uh, to get across the border into Canada or something like that, or Mexico. Um, And it's just a good idea. It's just in general, a good idea. Um, And so, uh, yeah, this is a big development that now you need a visa to go to places where previously you did not.
1: Yes. And it is taking over 90 days now to get your passport. And with the visa requirement, it's going to be longer. So, you're planning something around Christmas or later, I would get it in and apply for it now. All right, back to our Chinese friends. Um, A couple months ago, they inserted some malware into the Department of Defense's computer systems, which the Department of Defense didn't know about for a couple of months, but now they do know about it, but they can't find. It is basically in all parts of the armed services. Uh, It'll affect weapons. It will affect uh, aircraft. Uh, The Chinese, we mentioned a few months ago, were able to intercept the launch codes for the missiles. Uh, This will further complicate that. And they now believe that it's probably into government agencies around the country and probably into private enterprise to the extent that they could shut down the grid at any time. In other words, if we don't do what they want and what they like, They'll turn the electricity off and we will be left to uh, basically live like animals. Hmm. So China is not our friend. Now, here's another example. They finally found out in China who's buying all the silver. It's not the Chinese government. They're basically buying the gold. There is a company called the China Gangier Supply Chain, which is buying silver as fast as they possibly can. And what they do, they buy the silver, then they sell it to other people, other entities. And they have bought so far 13,000 tons of silver. Um, The consumption of silver is 20,000 tons. So they're looking for every ounce they can find. Now, expect prices for silver because there is such a demand and such a lag in production. Silver is probably going to go up dramatically in the next few months, especially if the BRICS uh, currency based on gold comes out and starts competing. Um, Expect there to be a run on it that, um, I don't know where it's going to go price-wise, but it's going to go up. Um, I got some figures I want to share with you just to show you the ownership of gold in the world. Now, this is declared. And so, who knows? They, they could have thousands of tons that they don't mention. Gold ownership, the United States, eight thousand one hundred and thirty three tons. Twenty years ago, it was twenty five thousand tons. So I'd like to know where that other went, where it's at, and why we have no idea. Germany, three thousand three hundred and fifty five tons. Italy, two thousand four hundred and fifty two tons, France. 2,437 tons. Now, Russia, 2,327 tons. China, 2,100 tons. Now, when you factor that out at the current prices, you can tell that um, gold is undervalued because, again, the usage is outstripping the production by so many percent that it's got to go up. When and if BRICS actually has a currency based on gold, and it may be a Russian currency, is what they're talking about now. We're going to find out August 22nd through the 24th. That's when they have their big meeting, and that's when we will see how many more countries they allow in, and we'll find out what their currency is and what their rules are. Now, yesterday I was reading, and it appears that they're looking at a couple different options. The uh, first option is one brick, will equal one gram of gold. Now, there are 28 grams in an ounce. So, each gram would be worth $89.28 as of yesterday's figures. One of the other theories is one brick will equal one ounce of gold, which would be closer to $2,000 a piece. Now, the big problem is the United States, we have a little bit of a supply, but we have that $32.7 trillion debt that seems to be snowballing every day. Um, If they actually allow the other 41 countries into BRICS and they do adopt the currency with gold, uh, the United States, the value of the dollar will plummet overnight. It'll get to the place where our dollar is worth less than it is now. Now, does that mean everybody's going to run to BRICS? No. Um, Some are going to still depend on the United States. Uh, the United States hold a, holds a lot of foreign debt with Japan, some of the European countries. But China is getting ready to dump their $867 billion treasury holdings. And if they do that, the same time the BRICS comes out, um, we're definitely going to have some problems. The, so, um,
0: so let me go ahead. back real quick to the stated inventory of those nations. If I heard you right... The U.S., you said, had 8,000 tons of gold, unless that's what they've declared. Or that's the official yes. narrative. So right. uh, a a ton is 32,000 ounces, if I'm doing the math right. And yes. so that's 256,000 ounces times 2,000, which is the current value, give or take, rounding up. So that's that's only 512 uh, million million. Dollars worth of gold, and our—if I'm doing the math right—and our debt is 32 trillion. So, I mean, it's—it's it's really we've—we've we've come so far from when we were on the gold standard in '71. I mean, if we've only got 512 million dollars worth of gold, but we're 32 trillion in debt. So that was the first comment. And then also, uh, all the other countries you mentioned, China, Russia included had vastly less. So is it the case that the U.S. currently is the largest uh, national or nation-state holder of gold? Supposedly. Now,
1: understand that no audit has been completed at Fort Knox or the Federal Reserve in 20-some years. Mm -hmm. We don't know if there's an ounce there. Mm. You know, you hear all the conspiracy theories The gold is gone. They don't know where it went. I have to believe that there is some there. How much, I don't know. But it just goes to show debt ratio to gold holdings, we're so far behind that if the world decides they want to go with something with gold behind it, we're going to be left out in the snowstorm by ourselves. Hmm. I mean, nobody's going to buy our um, uh, treasuries. Our dollar will be worth nothing. And we're going to wake up some morning and they're going to go, well, here's this universal basic income we told you about. It's going to de- be deposited in your account through Fed now, as long as you're a member. If you're not, well, you're not going to get that. And since you have no money left, well, you're out on your own. So you can see they've got it all thought out. We, unfortunately, just don't know how they're going to implement it and exactly what they're going to do. But they're, they're going to do something. So look for the uh, meeting, the BRICS nations on August 22nd as being a um, watershed moment in the history of the world, very possibly.
0: And again, like I kind of alluded to in my opening remarks, um, you know, if someone, uh, you know, let's say someone's, you know, elderly, they roll this out, the only way you're going to get your social security or your pension or whatever it is, is through a digital Transaction, digital currency, or signing up for the the universal basic income, or whatever it might be, uh, you know, I, again, I would not blame anybody for doing that. I mean, it's it's not like at that point you're you're going to be trying to navigate uncharted waters of a totalitarian tyrannical control for the next 30 years of your life if the Lord doesn't come back. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you just can't sort of play the system. My advice has been, uh, in most cases, you want to avoid that at all costs, because that just makes it easier for them to track you. And it kind of inseparably ties you to the, the, the system, the New World Order system. So if you can live disconnected from that system once it's fully rolled out, you know, the longer the better. Um, So, again, I've never said it's a moral issue. I don't think it's a sin or it's, you know, it's wrong, I think, and everyone's situation is unique. Uh, I, you know, I get emails from people really laboring over this, and they're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm, you know, I just want to try to once again to as clearly as possible state my view. A, I don't think we're going to get to that point where you're literally at a crossroads well you where you have to make that decision. I'm gonna starve or I'm gonna take the universal you know income, the digital currency. I just think we're a ways off from that. I could be wrong, but I, I don't that's not what keeps me up at night. Let me put it that way. Secondly, yeah. if it does come to that, uh, you know, look at your situation, look at your options. If you've got, you know, a stash of supplies and resources and commodities and things that you can live off the grid with for many, you know, for about a long period of time, then you can say you can look them in the eye and say, no, thank you. Uh, but if you're in a situation where it would hasten your death or something, if you did it, well, then take it and 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 live out your days and, and but just do it eyes wide open. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to alert people to the ultimate agenda of this nefarious digital ID slash digital currency, which are closely related, uh, you know, that's all. So if you have to do it, do it eyes wide open and, uh, and, and just, you know, trust the Lord. The Lord's in control anyway. Uh, all we're trying to do is make wise decisions in these troubling times.
1: Yeah, and you know, something you and I've never talked about, let's say you have three different bank accounts. Uh, let's say one of them is not participating in Fed now, right now. What would keep you from, if one of the banks you're dealing with with FedNow, go ahead and accepting FedNow at that bank, and utilizing your other bank for non-FedNow transactions?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's I mean, a great way to think about it. You, you got to outsmart them. You got to think creatively of how can we, you know, navigate the, this whole digital currency situation.
1: Well, I'm sure that they have thought of everything or most everything. But you know, sometimes when you lay awake at night, you're going, all right, FedNow is at this bank, but I don't have it at this bank. So let's say they offered us $2,000, $10,000, whatever, to use FedNow. I would take it at that bank and I could use the FedNow for whatever there, but my private money that I've got, my metals, if I sold them, use the other bank. And as long as you keep the transactions low enough, Fed's not even going to know about it.
0: Yeah, and remember
1: not initially.
0: And remember the the digital currency, which is tied to the back end engine of Fed now, is different from the global ID. Now, it's my contention that as I've as I've explained recently in a variety of settings that it's ultimately all going to kind of be connected together like trees, Christmas tree lights or or yard lights for Christmas. Uh, Right now they're kind of disconnected, isolated, different systems. Um, But there is a difference between the digital currency that you were just speculating about and the global ID. And it's far less concerning to me to participate in a digital currency, especially if it's eyes wide open and in a limited sense, like you just described, that's far less concerning to me than the global ID. The global ID is is a non-starter for me. I'll starve before I'll do that, That, but that's just me. Um, So a lot of the advice that I've been giving lately, and this is just my personal advice, personal counsel, I'm not a financial advisor, you know, uh, anything, it's just my personal uh, opinions on the matter. A lot of it has been basically assuming that the digital ID, global ID, and the digital currency are interconnected and kind of rolled out together. Uh, That's not necessarily going to be the case. So yeah, what you just described, I I don't think that's unwise necessarily.
1: I don't know how long a guy could get by with it, but it's an alternative. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to worry about digital IDs, the mark of the beast later on in the tribulation where we're not going to be here. Right now, we've got to make the decisions that are going to get us through to that time period. And like you said, Fed now, CBDC, I, none of that is going to affect our salvation. Mm-hmm. So we do what we got to do. And if, you know, it's kind of like using Google or some of the other stuff, well, of course, it's a tool of Satan, but I don't mind using his tools to subvert him and to make my life easier. Doesn't make me a pawn of Satan. It's just, Thank you for the assistance. I'll use it now. And yeah. so people got to understand it's all coming. You, sooner or later, you're going to have to make a choice, but that time is not yet. Yeah. There are more pressing things than FedNow and CBDC. I mean, they're they're going to be an issue and they're going to try to put the screws to us. But if you listen to our podcast on Saturday, if you think, if you're looking around, Get everything ready so you can make decisions and you have choices. When you let them make all of the decisions for you, you are trapped. When you can get around their choices, especially legally, then why not do it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Very well said, uh, uh, for sure. So, all right, close us out here with a few more uh, pressing items or anything else that you think was uh, note newsworthy uh, this week.
1: Well, we haven't gone over Russia yet, so okay. we'll
0: blow through that.
1: Everybody needs to know where Russia's at. All right. If you listen to the mainstream media, Ukraine has given Russia all they can handle. They might even win the war. Now, if you believe that, I've got swampland in Nebraska. I could sell you cheap today. <laughs> Russia has 400, 450,000 troops now marching towards Kiev. It appears that when they get to the crossroads going north to Kharkov or uh, some of the other cities in Kiev, they're going to take 50,000 troops or so and move them north also. So 40,0, 450,000 troops moving in to take over Kiev. They have 30,0, 350,000 troops on the Russian border waiting to reinforce them. Putin says this will be over by August. Now... It will take them a week to three weeks to get all the way to Kiev. And basically, they'll surround it. They'll blockade it. They'll starve them out. They'll have to either all die or they're going to have to capitulate. There is no way Ukraine can win this war. Um, You know, we've talked about Israel and Russia. Their relationship a year, year and a half ago wasn't too bad. But there was a 40,000 ton supply of grain being moved to Israel this morning, and the Russians took it out. They knew who it was for, and they totally destroyed it. Our friend Purgosian, uh, he's got his people in Africa working. They are basically over by Niger and Sudan trying to prevent the French and the United States from interfering. Who knows how that'll work out. They also have troops up in Belarus. There are Progosian's troops moving towards the Polish border. They're already there. Um, it looks like they want to make an incursion into Poland, but they haven't done so. Poland is responding by sending additional troops over to the border, anticipating a war. And it's, let's face it, Poland and Lithuania would like to take over the western part of Ukraine and make that part of their of the Polish country. Now, uh, everybody's saying, oh, it, it, the, uh, let's see, who was it, Admiral? Kirby... Or somebody yesterday said, the United States has no knowledge of the Polish moving any troops or of Prigozhin moving troops to the border. All I got to say is, again, a blatant lie. They know exactly what's going on because we give them the targeting data. And so they know what's going on. But Putin is sick of the drones going into Moscow. He's going to make short work of those. He's moving slowly to the west. He's destroying the army, on the uh, the Ukrainian army on the way. Ukrainians are down to an army of about thirty-five or forty thousand. Most of them are fleeing and retreating at this time. Then, in the next week or two or three, um, this war may very well be over, mm-hmm. unless the United States, Poland, and Lithuania keep their stuff up. In which case, um, Putin made it very clear step into Ukraine, you will never leave Ukraine. In other words, he's going to bury you right there.
0: Yeah, and, it's uh, it's hard to know what they're posturing for. I'm eager to talk to Leo tomorrow about this and get his opinion. But uh, I, I agree. I think it's either going to be over quite soon or the powers that be, the Luciferians are going to prolong it and continue to just uh, – you know, it's it's kind of like a coverage of an election, you know, that when you mentioned earlier that you know, the media is saying, oh, Ukraine's winning. it's 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 kind of this back and forth throwing a bone to each side to just kind of string us along and make us think that you know, that the outcome is not already predetermined. Uh, and that's what they do with elections too. Uh, it's all theater. So I, I just have a feeling that, There's that it's as usual, it's not about what it's about. And I think this war, as you and I've been talking about it for over a year now uh, on air, I think it's it's not about what it's about. I think that it's ultimately fomenting and setting the stage for some larger military uh, action. And uh, so, yeah, I could see a scenario where, you know, it's over quickly. I could also see a scenario where, uh, you know, somehow Russia is convinced to continue showing restraint.
1: Yeah, and I could definitely see an attack on the United States. I don't think it'll be nuclear. I think EMP, cyber, or a terrorist attack. With the biolabs, all of these soldiers that have crossed, I can't call them soldiers, citizens that have crossed over the through the Darien Gap into Florida and that area. Um, there have been 80,000 Chinese at the last count that have moved across the border. That doesn't include the Russians. They all have the same information with them. They basically go to a motel in the first town after the border. They all gather there. Uh, they get information there, told what to do, and then they leave. So, 80,000 people, where'd they go? We don't know where any of them are. So, if you don't think something is going to be happening soon, um, you need to take a look at the facts because it's brewing. Get your stuff, get prepared, because our life is going to change very quickly.
0: Yep, it absolutely is. And so be sure and tune in, folks, uh, Saturday to our next installment of this limited series on preparedness. We're going to be talking about how to prepare for, uh, what did I say, civil unrest? Or no, that was...
1: this yes. is the no, economy the economic the economy collapse.
0: collapse, that's right sorry brain freeze there i pulled up a, a, a joe biden for a second there but uh, <laughs> uh no how to prepare for an economic collapse and of course all of these scenarios have similar responses you know similar basic preparedness items uh, uh you know to think about but uh anyway that's uh, this will help folks uh, prepare for at least for that i uh, want to mention real quickly that um uh, Uh, you talked about borders here in this last uh, little segment. Um, I'm going to be, I've been asked to speak to keynote at a Turning Point USA regional uh, event in Castle Rock, Colorado on Monday night, September 11th. We will be posting this to our uh, website events page here, uh, hopefully today. But the topic is going to be borders, the Bible, and believers exposing the globalist agenda to eliminate borders. And I'm going to be talking about a biblical framework for nationalism, borders, uh, those types of things, and and why what's happening now is all just part of a larger conspiracy to you know break down sovereign nationality and you know national governments and instead usher in a one world system. So. Randy, thank you very much. Any uh, any other closing thoughts?
1: Well, we have another three pages of stuff, but for right now, um, have a great week. Get your supplies while you can, and uh, hopefully we'll see each other, talk to each other in a week.
0: Yep, that's right. Looking forward to it. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks for listening, folks, as always. Uh, we want to mention, we want to close out with the good news About salvation through Jesus Christ. Uh, You know, our podcast continues to grow. We're thankful for that. We're thankful that folks find uh, uh, what we say useful, and therefore they send it on to others. But uh, obviously a lot of people might uh, stumble upon this podcast or anything we put out at Not by Works, and they may not be a believer. So we want to just issue a clarion call here that the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the penalty for that sin is eternal separation from God in a literal place of torment called hell. And there's only one way to remedy That situation. God has uh, made it possible for anyone, whosoever will. To have the free gift of eternal life. You can have your sins paid for, uh, you can receive forgiveness, and you can be made right with a holy God. And there's only one way to receive that free gift. You can't earn it, you can't work for it, you can't pay for it yourself. You've got to receive it freely, just as it has been offered freely, and you receive it by faith. So I encourage you today, if you've never trusted in Jesus Christ and Him alone as the only one who can save you, do that today. That's the most urgent thing you can do to prepare for what's coming, Because we're not promised tomorrow, and if you die without Christ, you will spend eternity Uh, regretting it. So we want you to trust in Jesus Christ today. If you already know the Lord, then uh, as I said at the outset, study His Word, stay in the Word, uh, seek good counsel, and uh, keep uh, looking up. Uh, Don't forget tomorrow I've got Leo Holman on. That'll be posted by midday. We're going to be talking about Russia's role in the coming New World Order. Friday is uh, Lucas Doremus as we continue our discussion of Jesus' enigmatic parables of the kingdom. And then as mentioned on Saturday, Randy and I will be back with you early Saturday morning. We will post this one about how to prepare for an economic collapse. Thank you very much, everyone. Stay in touch. Be sure and check out our website, notbyworks.org. I know a lot of podcast listeners out there are used to just listening to podcast apps as you're driving and working and whatnot, but uh, take time to go to a web browser and check out notbyworks.org. When you have a moment, you can sign up for our newsletter, and you can avail yourself of all kinds of free resources, videos, devotionals, podcasts, uh, update on our coming events, uh, and things like that. So God bless you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week.